This week in the parish of bourses and market structure, New Zealand Exchange making liquid expansions. They're successfully raising money after reporting an excellent deal to buy a third of the dairy auction platform GDT. While Tradeweb's founder and CEO Lee Aleski will be chairman alone from next January as Billy Holt becomes CEO. ICE strategy guru David Goon will head T0. And NSE struggles to regain the narrative that is now spiralled into parody. While in other news, which is surely comedy, the London Stock Exchange Group's PRs have won awards for PR. My name is Patrick L. Young. Welcome to the Bourse Business Weekly Digest. It's the Exchange Invest Weekly Podcast, Episode 133. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very brief reduction of highlights amongst the key headlines from the week in market structure. All the analysis of the week's many events and happenings can be found in Exchange Invest's daily subscriber newsletter, the unique guide to the bourse business sent daily to your inbox. More details at exchangeinvest.com. The longest-awaited parish IPO, a saga lasting a decade and more of almost mythically Norse proportions, this IPO, it now looks to be further delayed as the National Stock Exchange of India, the NSE Farago, moves from Kolo via Guru to all manner of accusations of payola and more. It's increasingly difficult to see how the NSE can rapidly recover to get to market soon, even though management will claim they cleaned house years ago when the previous team moved on. Here's a brief review of the past week's high drama, or was it low farce? The tax authorities raided Chitra Ramkrishna's home, amongst others, following on from the low-latency lust yogi fines by SEBI. That has piqued a lot of political interest, and clearly the Ministry of Finance is now very interested in what has been happening. Whether this is the very interested of nothing doing, akin to NSEL, or actually going to amount to doing something, or possibly even doing much, remains to be seen. Perhaps the appending of flight risk status to all the parties involved suggests this investigation is now in a higher gear and clearly not resolved post-SEBI resolution. Quite why we can't have the same level of interest in resolving the NSEL fiasco escapes me. The NSE itself is eager to note it has hugely overhauled procedures in the six years since Chitra Ramkrishna exited and presumably took her spiritual guru virtually with her. Then again, lauding her out the door and allowing her laptop to be destroyed suggests a certain lax attitude that may yet come back to haunt the once poster child of Indian bourses. Tempting as it is to seek the last word on the mystic guru affair that has gripped the parish, things have an odd way of continuing the dialogue in this triple A grade tabloid cum Netflix fodder. 
albeit how the latter can cast somebody that nobody has ever met. Sounds more like that retro Kingsman movie. QVC, the Chitra email we'll be talking to you about in a moment. It seems the guru may yet have revealed himself despite her denials. Then again, it seems the same person Chitra never met spent a fortnight with her in the Seychelles. Hashtag, it's complicated. On the face of the correspondence, there are some gems. An email dated October the 8th, 2015, for instance, is little short of epic. And I quote, The company runs solely for thy grace and my G-blessing, Swami. Chitra Ramkrishna apparently wrote, can anybody imagine a similar message via the offices of, say, choosing a C-suite parishioner at random, Terry Duffy? Ultimately, the ongoing fester here may soon be affecting the IPO plans, if it is not already. Another sorry chapter in the tale of going public, where NSE has already been by far the most delayed IPO in the history of the exchange parish. As a footnote, it may be ironic, but it is worth reflecting that Exchange Invest issue 596 marked our Yogi Berra special tribute edition on the death of the baseball great. From paying tribute to one yogi, I spent the same conference with my Bergenstock Crossfire panel being graced by one Chitra Ramkrishna. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly. We welcome your feedback. You can contact me directly, patrick at derivativesvision.com with any comments. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, we would welcome you giving us a thumbs up. Or if you have time, a positive review will always be welcome wherever you find this podcast. Meanwhile, in London, a hearty welcome to Sigma Broking Limited. They become the first new LME ring dealer in 15 years. The other side of the city of London, the London Stock Exchange Group's PRs managed something which I think are beyond parody. They had prizes for organising so many Zoom calls, nobody did any work for six months, being just one of the most farcical, it seems. Exchange Invest usually doesn't bother covering such prizes, as generally they seem to be the product of some form of advertorial inducements or similar. But I had to pause this week within the newsletter to make mention of the fact that PR Week are surely delusional that the London Stock Exchange Group even has a competent PR team day-to-day, let alone the idea that they could win a first 100 days campaign, an employee engagement campaign, the best corporate internal comms campaign, amongst other things, for their allegedly impressive work. Something which is impressive, on the other hand, the London Stock Exchange Group noted this week in Growth Business, the AIM, the Alternative Investment Market. That's the SME centre of the London Stock Exchange and is bigger than Europe's other junior stock markets combined. Read that and weep, EU. In Brexit news this week, cut tax or... Arm won't be the last to IUS float, warned Xavier Rollet in the Evening Standard. Xavier Rollet was always impressively in the public domain, promoting the London Stock Exchange Group, or indeed inaccurately suggesting Brexit was a disaster. Stay tuned for that bit. However, the fact he is still the only face of the LSEG in the public domain several years after his departure from the C-suite is surely a damning indictment of LSEG's current management. Do you remember who is chairman? Me neither. 
And indeed, of course, one could talk about, well, the award-winning, allegedly, PR department of LSEG at this point in time, given their remarkably low profile for management in the press. Xavier Rollet demonstrates out of his depth Dave's weaknesses. It goes without saying, the recently PR-weak garlanded comms department are doing a brilliant job here. Oh, wait. Alas, elsewhere, it seems Zav is still in Max Ramoner mode, and thus sprouting drivel, as such folks tend to, in this case claiming that Euroclearing is already sailing away to the continent from London, which is backed by nothing other than EU hubris and desperation right now. The perma-Damoclean sword of Euroclearing will continue to be swung by dismal apparatchiks like Commissioner McGuinness. She may even believe her own balderdash. But surely Zavrol must have learned more than that when it comes to cross-collateralizing his knowledge base alone. Results this week. New Zealand Exchange, they posted a 4% lift in operating earnings, planning a $44 million, that's New Zealand $44 million rights issue, which was going swimmingly well as we went to Pixel with Exchange Invest throughout the course of this week and began recording this podcast. New markets this week, the Ghana Stock Exchange, they're going to establish two new markets on the Accra Bourse. Uh, There's going to be derivatives for a start and a green market coming to the Ghana Stock Exchange. Hindu Power Exchange is the new entrant. The CERC has accorded approval to the new power exchange proposal. And Incubex, another carbon market, they're going to launch their voluntary climate marketplace at the end of March. There's only one daily news source for the business of bourses, Exchange Invest, the exchange of information. Exchange Invest publishes the daily digest of everything in the market structure industry around the world in a user-friendly email briefing format from Monday to Friday. With additional pith by former Exchange CEO and long-standing fintech pioneer Patrick L. Young, yes, that's me, Exchange Invest is the unique one-stop shop for the daily news in markets, market operators and related functions. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me, patrick at derivativesvision.com. In Deals News this week, the Intercontinental Exchange, they led the exciting Deals News with a strategic investment in T0 Group Inc. They didn't declare how much money they were putting in, but they did declare that they were going to insert a spectacular asset. Just when T0 appeared somewhat becalmed, along came news that David Goon will exit his chief strategy officer role at ICE and take on the digital asset platform as CEO, which is also receiving an ICE investment of cash. That's very, very exciting news. Of course, for years we have noted a bunch of the ICE C-suite could all make highly credible CEOs in their own right. Here is a proof-pudding-eating repo that will be wildly exciting to watch. The ICE Chief Strategy Officer, meanwhile, will continue to advise Jeff Sprecher over at ICE while forging what looks like a hugely exciting new venue now that David Goon is in command. New Zealand Exchange, the reason they had that rights issue, was partly to take one-third in the Fonterra GDT, that's Global Dairy Trade, an auction platform for milk. 
EEX of DB1 fame, they're going to be taking the other one-third stake in total. New Zealand Exchange are paying around 8 million US dollars. That's about 12.5 New Zealand for their stake. Very, very exciting news for GDT and particularly New Zealand Exchange, snapping up a remarkably reasonably valued stake, which is a natural fit for their agri-resources. Exciting times, while the fundraising will add some further balance sheet heft as NZX expands its worldview. Good to see that New Zealand Exchange had already raised 16 million New Zealand, that's about 10 million US, on their accelerated book build rights offering, which was completed in less than a week. The retail component is ongoing as we record this podcast. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Victory or Death, Blockchain Cryptocurrency in the Fintech World. That's my current book. You can pick that up from Amazon and good bookstores everywhere. It's published by DV Books and distributed by Ingram Worldwide. Don't forget also to pick up YouTube and log in and listen to and watch one of our live streams. They're usually live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m., 1 p.m. New York time. The IPO vid live show. Recent shows included a spectacular discussion this week with the good folks of Horizon Kinetics who were discussing inflation. Product news this week, the Saudi Bourse Tata will, they're going to start options trading. They reckon they will have trading in 5 to 10 companies initially on their single name options book. The New York Stock Exchange, meanwhile, has filed a trademark for NFT trading. And over at the Sri Lanka Exchange, the Colombo Stock Exchange, they're going to be facilitating the ability to raise dollars and foreign currencies from the bourse. Exchange Invest is the daily must-read by the most influential figures operating the world's best markets. We invite you to join the exclusive group of Bourse bosses and other C-suite executives who make Exchange Invest the exchange of information, their daily business intelligence guide to markets the world over. Exchange Invest is available to subscribers at $200 per user per year or currency equivalent. You can get more details at exchangeinvest.com or email me. Patrick at derivativesvision.com. Career path this week. It's the end of an era. Co-founder and CEO Lee Oleski is going to be stepping down as TradeWeb CEO. He is currently chairman and CEO, having acceded to the chairman's role just a few weeks back. He's going to be making way for Billy Holt, the current president, who will step up to the CEO position by the end of the year. Congratulations to Leo Lesky. He's helped redefine the bond business and driven TradeWeb from pretty much nothing to a major global electronic marketplace. Elsewhere, a bit of news of somebody who was previously somewhat of a fixture in the pixels of Exchange Invest Daily Newsletter, Barry Chung, currently serving a four-year jail term at Stanley Prison in Hong Kong over his attempts to keep the now-defunct Hong Kong Mercantile Exchange afloat. Unfortunately for him, he's lost his appeal against a financial fraud conviction. Rather unfortunate, of course, but at least it brought HKMEX back into the limelight as Barry Chung's infamously spendthrift approach to exchange management has lessons for today's startup exchange ventures. Over at the CME, some major changes to their slate of managers. Kevin Cometer is retiring as CIO in the middle of the year and will be replaced by Sunil Coutinho. Sunil currently leads CME Clearing and has served in a variety of technology roles since joining the CME in 2002. 
Elsewhere, CFO John Pietrovich, he's announced plans to retire in 2023. Lynn Fitzpatrick has been promoted to the management team as deputy CFO and will succeed Pietrovich upon his retirement. Meanwhile, in Big World, gosh, when the Tinder swindler had his latest moment in the limelight speaking to US television this week, it was hard to believe anyone could do a worse job of defending their reputation. Until that is, of course, Joe Brezhnev attempted to address growing macro-political issues and lead what passes for the free world this week. Elsewhere, the US SEC, they have denied claims that they're harassing Elon Musk. I'm reminded in this whole affair of newsletter guru Harry Schultz's magnificent rejoinder. I may be paranoid, but that doesn't mean they're not out to get me. Which appears to reflect feeling amongst those inhabiting the Muskiverse, which is a somewhat virtual space which can often leave inhabitants with an ego that stretches to Mars. And on that mysterious and magnificent note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Patrick L. Young, presenter of this podcast publisher of Exchange Invest, the daily water cooler of the Bourse business via exchangeinvest.com and of course executive director of Valerian PLC, wishing you a great week in blockchain, life and markets. This show relates to the business of bourses. It is not to be construed as investment advice, nor are we making any investment recommendations. Please consult an investment advisor before you make any investments, and for goodness sake, do your due diligence and do not make investments without complying with the regulations in your home state. Exchange Invest cannot be held responsible for any investment decisions made as a result of our program, which is for entertainment purposes only. The material herein is copyright Patrick L. Young at the date of publication, while our music and sound effects are sourced from copyright-free sources. Thanks for listening to Exchange Invest Weekly, the exchange of information.